everybody, it's your boy, Slizzy, and I got my guy, Mr. Mitchell in the building. How are you doing, brother? Welcome, everybody, to State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 53. How you doing, bro? Yeah, feeling good, bro, feeling good. Um, a little way through watching this replay of uh, the Knicks' uh, preseason game against the Wizards. Um, enjoying what I'm seeing thus far. Um, so it's got me very excited for the upcoming season. Oh, oh my God. Like, all right, let me, let, let, let's get into, before we even get into the, the first preseason game, let's get into training camp and what they was previously talking about. So last time we spoke, that was before training camp, and we spoke about what we wanted to see from this team. So four days of training camp comes, you get, you know, the legend Bernard King, he comes through, he talks to R.J. Barrett. You know, we get the old school thing coming along with Marcus Morris. You know, most of the most of our guys spoke. What was your overall view of, of training camp? And then I want you to tell me how – was that kind of brought to you, brought to light today during the highlights you watched? Because I actually watched the whole game in real time. And I, I tell you, brother, it was just so beautiful. But t- t- tell me your take on that, bro. Yeah, well, obviously, um, with what was going on in training camp, it's, um, well, at least for this first season, uh, first game preseason, it's paid dividends. Um, that that you can say for sure and for certain. Um, you know, I, I love the fact that they they bring in these old legends too uh, at different times, especially in training camp. Um, I think I think the advice um, and and just um, I guess you know what what it takes to to, to make it in New York um, from from a legend's perspective that say you know may have spent majority of their career, if not their whole career, with the Knicks. So they they know what the culture is about. They, they know the style of play that New Yorkers want to see. Um, but they, they also keep up to date with, you know, the new new style of the NBA as well um, and integrate, I guess, having legends from the past and obviously your players today and say, you know, combining the two together, bringing the best of the past and the best of the new day, it kind of, I think, rubs off on the players the right way and, and I mm-hmm. think they learn um, to play the right way via that. Um, so I think um, with what I've, I've seen so far, I, I've, one thing that stood out for me uh, was the ball movement. It, it didn't stay um, in anyone's hand. Oh, Jesus. Um, and, and, the, and the main one I want to give a hats off to, um, and we talked about this earlier, is Isozo um, completely changed his game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, bro. Like, so for me, it was just the overall theme of bully season and yeah. everybody trying to bring back the nineties Knicks, everybody bring, trying to bring back that mentality of defense, defense first. Yeah. And yeah. one of the, the, like, I was going to get into the, the takeaways we got from the game. And one of the biggest takeaways 
for me was the ball movement. That 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 was one of the biggest takeaways. I guess we can have five each. Um, I guess we both agree on the first one, but the ball movement, bro. The ball never stick. Um, everybody shared the game. Um, even ISO changed this game. ISO passes the ball. Like I, I was really surprised. He was he was playing within the offense. ISO did not let the ball stick. He did one isolation play, but that play was on that was on the right wing. Yeah. He actually yeah. came off a of pick and roll. So it wasn't like he was he was by himself. And another thing I noticed when you when when we talking about ball movement was the offense, bro. The offense that Fisdale ran tonight. I, I, I tell you, Nick fans, we definitely tanked last season. From 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 this preseason game that I just watched, we definitely tanked last season. Fisdale just rolled the ball out. And he let the young guys play. I seen sets of plays where Julius Randle was bringing the ball up at the top of the key. I see. I noticed that Julius Randle was definitely sharing the ball. I noticed he missed Mitchell Robinson on a couple of alley oops, but he's gonna get better at that. And then I know you seen when David Fizdale was talking about Julius Randle and the pick and roll action, and also being a, a off ball. Or not an off ball, like a point center or a point forward, actually. So I want to know from the highlights, what did you see about, you know, our huge prize from this summer, per se? Yeah, well, um, like like you just mentioned, Julius Randle, um, you know, he, he had a good game. And he was um, it was good to see that um, even in his position, uh, going between power forward and center, um, he's got that facilitator in him um you know he had seven assists so that that was pretty good for for Julius Randall considering um he kind of took on when he was at the Pelicans there when AD went down the more of the um offensive workload in in the sense of scoring so now that he doesn't have to sort of take that on he, he can sort of play a bit more natural game and 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 space the floor and open up the floor for people um so no it was just good to see him um, you know, act like a, a second facilitator out there, you know, next to the point guard. So, no, it was good to see with, with our biggest prize of the summer. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is um, you mentioned about the bully ball. Now, Marcus Morris has been um, emphasising it in interviews. Um, that <laughs> definitely backed he, it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what, what he wants to instill is fear. Like, he, he goes... We, we want people to – we want teams to come into the garden and fear us. We, you know, we're not going to make it easy on, on teams. You know, we're not going to have them come in here and, and just destroy us both mentally and, and on the court. Um, you know, and, and that's, go, that's a take back to the 90s Knicks. Like, um, teams used to come in and actually fear playing the Knicks. I, I don't necessarily know if it was more fear of, of they'll beat us, it, uh, like, in points, but it's, it's more the fear of – we're going to come in here and we're going to come away with bruises. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. it, it, you know, and it's just that that sort of style of play mixed with the more flowing offense and ball movement, I think goes, you know, two and two together, man. Like, it, and it paid dividends today. Um, what was about six, six of our, our players um, all reached 
um, double digit points. Frankie, Frankie yeah. almost made it at seven. He, he was um, one point shy of getting 10 points. So, um, you know, that was good to see. Um, another takeaway was, was Wayne Ellington was fantastic. He, he oh, his shooting was needed. Oh, 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 yeah. I love that pickup. That, that was my yeah. favorite. That's my favorite pickup of the summer. That, oh, well, now, now here's a question I want to point to you after watching Wayne Ellington today, right? Yeah. And because we know we know we've got a, a, a quite a lot of guards on our roster, does his play today inspire you to think that maybe Reggie Bullock is kind of a bit null and void now um, with Wayne Ellington and Tria and, and RJ Barrett? I, I'm gonna be honest with you. By the time Reggie Bullock is even healthy to play, I think we might be on a roll. If this team, yeah. if, if this team gels the way I think it is, because uh, like you, you brought up Wayne Ellington. I wasn't really high on Wayne Ellington. I was like, okay, well that's Wayne Ellington. I know he could. He's, I know he's a shooter. I know he could bring something to the game. I'm not worried about that. Um, his off ball movement. Of curl screens or pin down screens, he ran some pick and roll today. Like the offense was just so beautiful, and I'm extremely optimistic because yeah. the ball did not stick with nobody today besides Marcus Morris. But I let him do that. That's the big dog, so I ain't gonna yeah. complain about it. But the the, the ball never stick, man. It, it never no. think everybody shared the game. I'm, I'm going to keep saying that, man. They, they shared the game. That was beautiful to watch. Frank, and, and folks, Frank Nilakina was a plus 16 today. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he – I mean, he, he didn't he didn't have um, – I, I thought he might have had a little bit more assist numbers that, than what he got, but it was good to see – you know, just just his play that he brought. He's, you know, it's the same as what I was seeing in FIBA. He had five rebounds as well, um, so that that was good to see as well. So, you know, and the other thing I was going to say with Marcus Morris, like I don't, I'm with you. I don't mind if it sticks to him sometimes because he he's quite efficient once he gets in his groove. Like he's not yeah. a he's not he's definitely not Tim Hardaway Junior. Where we just you know keep throwing rocks, you know. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was one of the best, uh, to be quite honest, he was one of the better three-point shooters on the Celtics last year, if if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was. He definitely was. That's why I like, I, I mean, I mean, damn, yo. It's like Marcus Morris, the tone he set today, I yeah. think was needed. I think that was the. Okay, now the Knicks, we and, we we not we gonna stop shitting these guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then the other old dog coming off the bench, Taj Gibson, sixteen points, oh, nine rebounds. Wow, wow man. And you know the thing I liked about Taj Gibson play, he picked his spots. He didn't he didn't do the Noah Vonley where you know Noah Vonley like he don't know where the hell he's at on the court. Yeah, yeah. But he picked his spot. He made threes as well. He yeah, yeah. The floor. And I'm seeing yeah. him in the office where he's getting the ball, and it's just, it's just the, it's, it's just the when you replace Moutier, Lance Thomas, Anus Cancer, and I guess whoever else we had, Noah Vonley, Super Mario. When you replace these guys with actual NBA players with IQ, this is the results. Like, you, get, yeah. you, you get stronger yeah. defense. 
you 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 get stronger off ball cuts. You you get like everything looks more smoother. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm 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 glad. I was always. I was gonna say I was always happy with the Taj Gibson pick because I've been a fan of his ever since he came into the league. Like he he's always been a reliable guy. Um, you know he he's like Marcus Morris always brought that hard nosed attitude. Plays defense. You know he tries his heart out for you. Um, and and I noticed just say in the last few seasons his offensive game has like you mentioned extended a bit as well. He's added to it in in his later years. So. Um, you know, he's always been a, a consistent, you know, big man. So I, I wasn't worried about it when we picked him up. I was like, even at his age, um, you know, he, he still gets, a, he, you know, moves around the court pretty well, and he, he does his job. He does, he does exactly what you want him to do. Yeah, yeah. Was that, oh my god, it was beautiful to watch. Um, and one, um. Question. Now, when you seen the highlights, did you notice how the ball movement got players in the good spots on the floor? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, it was like, you know, watching, say, four or five of them at a time, not, not just one person seeing it. They were all reading the floor. That was – that's what I was picking up, like, there was more than just, you know, the one person reading the floor. There was like everyone was seeing the floor. Okay, let's get it. Oh, right, he's open. Yep, we'll pass it out to him. And get the ball movement, like, around as quickly as possible. And and that was another thing I was picking up. So, I think, um, I think you know, that that's good to see. Fizdale's instilled that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I was, I've been crying this out loud for months now and that's Ken Fisdell may you please give me an offensive identity can I see plays on the floor where I know okay I know what we doing now tonight I seen a lot of pin down screens I seen a lot of uh, 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 I seen some cross screens I also seen screens that was meant to make guys get open I liked how R.J. Barrett was setting screens as well. That's the sight I want to see. I like how Kevin Knox was setting screens. I like how Julius Randle was playing point forward at times. And Dennis Smith Jr. didn't play tonight. And I'm looking at these guys, and I'm like, somebody's not going to play. So I'm wondering, when do you think DSJ will be back. And how critical is this preseason going to be for him to come back faster than what's going on right now? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, what it, uh, was I reading is a lower back issue. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. sure. Yeah, I'm not too sure sort of how uh, severe or what to to what extent, I guess you could say, um, you know, it, it is. Um, I'm hoping he obviously comes back quick because I'd like to see him get a, you know, a, a few preseason games under his belt before the regular season, just so he's got a bit of groove before the first, you know, opening night. Um, but the thing is, is with this injury now, I mean, he's dropped right back behind Peyton and Nitalikina, um, in my eyes. 
uh, because both Frankie and, and Alfred did, you know, did a bang up job tonight, you know, so uh, it, Dennis Smith, you know, I had him, you know, earlier in the piece, like well ahead. Um, but now with this and, and I get a bit worried because see the thing I've noticed and, and I've talked to a couple of people about this and you've talked to me about this yourself. Him constantly trying to do these, you know, uh, I guess how you put it, fanfare dunks all the time. It, it can't be, it can't be good on his body all the time, especially with how awkward he lands sometimes. And he was awkwardly landing a lot in, in college. Uh, so, you know, I, I think he needs to readjust his, his game plan and the way he's going to, you know, play in the NBA. He can't just go looking for that spectacular dunk all the time. And I think that might be half his problem and where he picks up half these injuries because he, he wants to show off all the time. So, that's all well and good, like, when you got, you know, your, your dunk contest and stuff like that, but you're not going to get away with doing those flashy things half the time in, in the NBA. Like, defensive players just aren't going to let you do that, you know? So, oh. I'm curious to see if he might change his style of play somewhat to a to a degree that, that would be more efficient in not just today's NBA, but in Fisdale's offense. Like, as I said, he can't just be looking to do flashy things all the time and, and stuff like that. So right now I'd, 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 I'd stick with Frank and, and Alfred as at point guard and, and run like Marcus Morris and Julius Randall can both, you know, do the point forward thing too. So, you know, I'd, I'd stick with them four just to get the ball around. And then, again, you've also got, um, and we both know he can do it, RJ Barrett can run the point as well. So, uh-huh. Dennis Smith, it, all these names, you know what I mean, even including Morris and Randall doing a point forward type game, is pushing, in my eyes, DSJ further and further and further down that list to the point that I'm starting to consider, which I did consider at one point when I wasn't so high on him, is he going to be trade bait? Is he going to be the first that, gets traded, maybe him and Bullock first out the door. Yeah, can you, yeah, hey, bro, can you please repeat that, like, 30 seconds again? Sorry, bro, it went out. Yeah, yeah, well, as I said, yeah, with, with the names I was just talking about, as I said, with Morris and Randall, both can do points. And then you've got Alfred Payton and Frank, who, as I said, were outstanding today. You know, you talk about those names that, that can move the ball around, as well as RJ, who, who can also play the point guard role or a point forward role himself. Uh, it, it, you, just, you just look at it and go, well, DSJ is just slipping back and he's slipping back in the line with, you know, to a degree. I, I personally think he, him and Bullock might be first out the door when it comes to maybe looking at trades. Mm. Damn, yeah. you know it, it, it's because like you know when I wasn't high on him, I when we first even got got him, and I was a bit uh, you know uh, could he be a franchise you know starting point guard? I still wasn't sure. Then he was kind of exciting me with with a few th- vids I was seeing you know leading up to this these preseason games, and of course this injury happened, and he's had a few injuries of course so. 
I'm thinking he might he might fall back behind the pack. And as I said, that they might just turn around and go, well, let's see what we can get for him. Uh, he's not he's not really fitting into our system. Uh, we've got, you know, as I said, five players who can who can run the point or point forward. So huh. he's slowly, yeah, it, it's slowly looking to me that if he doesn't change his style and I don't know, fit in somewhere that he's just going to get lost in the shuffle and they're just going to go, well, we don't really need him. You I mean, he's defensive liability as it is. So what what can he offer us on offense? And if he's not offering anything, then he might be out It's crazy uh, how we – it's crazy how we're saying this right now. But, I'm yo, I, I have to agree with you, man. This is not good. I don't, see, re- recording this podcast right now, bro, I haven't listened to nobody else yet today from anybody's view on the game or any news or anything. I'm really curious about the DSJ situation because what I seen tonight was Frank got to play. And yeah. Argue with dudes on Twitter all the time because you know I see Frank as a player that others don't. You know, I, I don't see Frank Nilakina as a superstar or anything, I see him as a great role player. That Frank and bat and, and RJ Barrett backcourt was extremely impressive today. And the lineup that I loved, oh my god, I love this lineup, bro. It was it was so beautiful that. I don't. I didn't know what to say. He had, and, and I didn't think he was gonna play the, play this lineup, bro. That that was so crazy about it. He had Frank at the one, RJ at the two, Knox at the three. I think he had he had Morris at the four and Mitch at the five at one point, and then at another point he had Julius at the five, and he had Morris at the four with Knox at the three. I say, yo, this is beautiful. Like, like the lineups you could just do with this team is just it, – it was just so amazing to watch, bro. I, compared to last season and what we were subjected to watch with our tax dollars was disrespectful. <laughs> I'm going to just add one, one thing off the back of what you just said too, too bro. Um, I think – Fisdale today and and the players themselves, um, you know, shut up a lot of those a lot of those um, people that were going on about oh the Knicks just signed power forward the Knicks just signed. Look at how look at where he moved people around like you just mm-hmm. mentioned like Mark Morris went from small forward to power forward. Julius Randle was playing power forward and center and you know like he he proved that oh no they're not just. They're not just going to be at the four. We haven't just got a lineup of, of, of fours. You know, they, they can be moved around to the three and the four and the five, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just beautiful to see. It was beautiful to see because I, I knew instantly, I mean, especially with Julius Randle and Marcus Morris, just, just for example, I, I know for a fact that they can cover three positions. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen them do it. So, you know, I had no dramas with them signing. And, and I think these, these analysts and that, that, 
you know, have half a brain just looked at, oh, you know, it's a big man. Oh, what are they doing signing all these big They weren't looking at the bigger picture. They weren't looking at how versatile these guys were, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, RJ, like you said, I mean, he can cover three positions. He could go point guard to shooting guard to small forward, yep. you know. So, yep. <laughs> yep. it's interchangeable and it's going to – I personally think it's going to put a lot of teams off their game because – you know, for X amount of minutes, just hypothetically, we'll just say X amount of minutes, a team's facing Marcus Morris at small pool. Oh, hang on a second. He's just moved to the floor. And then it comes into, <laughs> say, oh, hang on. now he's playing here. Like, you know, so just moving him around, I think, would be confusing enough for opposing teams because, you know, as I said, one minute you've got a certain player playing in in one position and the next minute he's over here playing in another position. So, oh, okay, well now we're going to have to chop our team and move our defensive scheme. And, you know, so it's going to keep other teams like opposition teams on their toes, I believe just, just Fisdale purely doing things like that. You know, it's crazy. The lineups he had, he had another lineup of Morris, Ellington, Mitch, Drew. I like the lineup too. I I like that lineup too. Yeah. And, and the 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 IQ that's on the court was amazing. And it's crazy. I love how anybody who got the rebound besides Mitchell Robinson brought the ball up. Everybody got green light. Has. <laughs> Taj Gibson brought the ball up. Julius brought the ball up at the rebound. Kevin Knox brought the ball up at the rebound. RJ Barrett brought the ball. So when you say positionless basketball, people just they I I'll figure how much basketball you watch if you say the Knicks sign four power forwards who don't play multiple positions. It, it, it it's really aggravating, like how 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 people just threw that throw that narrative out there, but. I guess Perry shut everybody up. I guess the Knicks did that on purpose just to shut people up because I, I, I truly think they did that on purpose. But it, 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 it was nice to see. Now, Fisdale, after the game, he spoke about, you know, the defense. He spoke about R.J. Barrett. He spoke about Iso Zoe and how, you know, Iso Zoe only played five minutes tonight. But he wanted to give he wanted to give RJ Barrett some more time to get warmth up warmth on the floor. We know what Isozo is gonna bring us. I'm not really worried about Isozo. I fully expect Isozo to play a lot next game. So besides that, how are you feeling about lineups that can include Trey, Knox, RJ? Well, Trey, Knox, and RJ. Yeah, well, obviously, because they're still young guys, you'd want to sort of pair them with, say, I guess, two older vets. So, I mean, like, if if it was me, if I was going to run one line up out there, I'd probably go with, you know, RJ maybe running at the point and and Trey, obviously, at shooting guard with Knox at small forward, maybe at... uh, Marcus Morris at power forward and Taj at the center. You know, just a lineup yeah. like that. That oof, I like that lineup. That's a nice lineup. It, yeah, I I love the way the offense was flowing today. I'm I'm extremely impressed. 
I loved what the Knicks showed. They showed toughness. Shout-outs to Morris, man, for bouncing ahead of Justin Anderson's head. But he said he don't care. He don't give a shit. This team ain't going to take nobody's shit. And I respect him for it, man. I love him for it, and I appreciate him coming in, man. That was one of your free agency um, radar pickups, too, on one of our previous podcasts. So shout outs, definitely shout outs to you for that. You 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 foreseen that early. Um how you feeling about the Knicks when we get back even more talent in flux with DSJ and Bobby Porters? Now, Bobby Porters got less of a, a fight as far as it comes to getting minutes. But DSJ got he he has a dog fight. I don't know, I like Damn, DSJ. Peyton, I, I say this. Peyton was a negative 16 today. I believe so. And Frank Nellikina was a positive 16. From the eye test, Peyton, he played, he played pretty solid defense. It was it was okay. Um he got a steal. Um he pushed the ball. He pushed the pace every chance he got. He never he never, you know, allowed the pace to slow down and whatnot. But what I did notice when Peyton was in the game that the Knicks couldn't switch as much, so it kind of affected Mitch, and Mitch had to come out to the come out from the lane even more. I noticed the lineups with Frank Nilakina when he was playing point guard. The Knicks could switch everything. Wow, Julius, wow. Mitchell Robinson could just stay in the lane. I, I wonder, bro, are we going to have another point guard conundrum this season, man? Well, at the moment, I'd say I'd put Frank at the top of the list. Right right now, I'd be starting Frank Nigelkina at, at point guard because as far as I'm concerned with DSJ's injury and, and with what you've just discussed yourself, um, Frankie... He played out out of his boots today. In reality, um, you know, forget forget looking at he at, at the stats. It, it's just you know pure eye test and what he did in the game. Um, oh, I really would go with Frank because, like you said, it, it was more interchangeable um, compared to Alfred. I, I have a feeling with DSJ, it might be a little bit similar to Alfred as well. Um, you know because. And the three of them, Frank Frank moves the ball around better. He, he sees the floor better. Like you said, his defense, you know, you can't talk enough about Frank's defense. Uh, that's just in a league of its own. But, yeah, getting the ball moving around and just having the interchangeable options that Frank can give you over Alfred and, and DSJ, I think Frank might surprise all the doubters. He, he's not going to surprise me because I know it's within him. Um I think he might come out on top as, as the top point guard on our roster, uh, personally. I, I'm looking forward, like you mentioned, to having Bobby Portis back. He's just going to add another dynamic, another offensive dynamo. Um, he's a killer from three once he gets going. Um, so, you know, he, he's just going to fit in nicely. Like you said, he's not going to have much of a fight anywhere in there and, and, and Fisdale will find him minutes. Um, so, you know, it, it'll just be interesting to see what plays out sort of throughout the season. Like, if Alfred and DSJ aren't 
aren't sort of coming up the scratch, maybe they stick with Frank and maybe look to trade them two for maybe a, a bit better vet to come point guard to come off the bench or something like that. Um, I just want one of them to grab. This is this is all I want at the moment. I want to see one of them, and as I said at the moment, as far as I'm concerned, Frank's Frank's the one that's doing it. Grab that point guard spot by the scruff of the neck and make it their own. Um, Frank, as far as I'm concerned, is in the lead at the moment. It's up to the other two to to take it off of him. It, it's Frank's to lose right now, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, but I love what I've seen with the lineups with with having Frank play point guard. So. I'd rather stick with Frank while, because it's working and it, the, the offense runs smoothly. Uh, the, you know, um, there, there wasn't any negative today with, with Frank in the lineup at point guard, like you mentioned. So uh-huh. and, and even from what I, I've, I've seen on the replay and a few highlights, yeah, I mean, Frank just works with this offense. Uh, Frank works with what Fisdale, well, with what he wanted to achieve and do today. Uh Frank was it was working well with and best with Frank. So, you know, to all the haters out there, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> sorry to say, and burst your bubbles, but he's proving you wrong. Like he's Yo, you, you're sounding like a uh, you, you. Oh man, Twitter will hate you right now. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm telling you, people who don't like Frank that listens to this podcast, <laughs> they're gonna. Be- they go be pissed off with you. Oh. So you know what I'm gonna do. I, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna play. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? I, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna play devil's yeah. advocate. Now, Peyton looked what Peyton looked good today. Um, Peyton pushed the pace. Damn, I can't even place Devil's Advocate because with my own goddamn eyes, I seen the offense run more smoothly with Frank, with Frank in the lineup. Exactly. I, I, I can't lie to you. And the defense that that's what I really noticed when when Morris came out the game. Right after Morris got ejected for bouncing the ball with Justin Anderson had. And you know they was coming, they was going on a run, and the Knicks was the the Knicks was losing, they was losing the lead, so they tied the game up. R.J. Barrett comes alive in the third quarter, he just wakes up, <laughs> hit, hit hit a couple threes. I'm like, oh man, get an and one. He had one of his and ones called back due to a coach's challenge, but if that was LeBron. They would have let that slide or James Harden. But it, 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 it was fun to watch. And the lineup with RJ and and Frank Nelakina was that I, I really I really liked the lineup, man. I really liked the lineup. I really liked the defense. I commend Scott I, I commend Scott Perry. I commend David Fisdale on this roster, man. They they did a great job. A great job. Um any 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 last things any last observations that you have about this this uh first preseason game yeah um i guess um 
you know, I guess it's not exactly the highest of numbers I've seen when it comes to turnover, but I'd like to see, you know, 15 turnovers in that game. I'd like to see that maybe a bit bit lower. Um, obviously, uh, turn, turnovers are crucial in games. Um, so just, just keeping that ball secure, um, a li- just that little bit more would, would be nice to see. And, th- and that'll come, obviously, a- as more game time and, and confidence builds. Um, the steals numbers were, was pretty good. Five for the game, like that—that that was pretty good number, I thought. Um, again, as I said, like twenty-five assists amongst the team, uh, fifty-five total rebounds. Uh, eight of those, uh, eight of them being defensive rebounds. Um, yeah, five blocks. Um, I mean, that that number, depending on Mitch, can go up and down any night, you know. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I mean. I will say that for yeah, even though he played well, I guess Mitch was a, on the quieter side, I guess than usual. Oh, oh, yo, we didn't even bring up. Oh my god, I apologize. We did not bring up money making Mitch. Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mitch yeah, he, jump shot today, bro. He, yeah, he, I, yeah. He took a jump shot today. A little, little development, <laughs> but. I, I, I like this, man. It, it, it's it's a okay for him. He needs to get more confident. I guess once he starts taking more jump shots, he'll get way more confident. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Mitch defense. Teams are starting to realize you don't drive on Mitch. Like, it was times today where I was watching the offense, and I'm like, damn. Teams is really use they're picking they're going through the screen and roll, right? And when they get around it, if Frank Nelakin is not there, they get around it with little resistance. It, Peyton was doing okay, but the way Frank Nelakin was coming was fighting around those picks with with Mitchell Robinson backing behind them. Teams that get to the lane, see Mitchell Robinson. Well, the point guards, well, Ish Smith actually. And he would bring the ball right back to the top of the key and reset the offense. Like, oh, nah, let me try again. So you said Mitch had five blocks tonight. No, he had, uh, what did he have? He had seven, uh, five points, seven rebounds. Um, and what was it? I think it's three, three of the five blocks, I think. Jesus Christ. What, over under this care averages three blocks. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he, he, I guess with I knew like because just how dominant he was blocking, I, I knew that teams would game plan for for that. So, I guess he's going to he's going to have to adjust slightly to a degree. Um, but we all know he he could come out to the wing even. You know, into the three point line and block. Mm-hmm. So he he's just going to have today. You did that today too, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all all he's going to have to do is, is, and he will. He'll he'll pick up on it. He'll realize that that teams have adjusted to him, and and as you said, not not driving the lane and that. And so he's just going to have to adjust to their adjustments, I guess. You know what I mean? So he's still gonna he's still going to be a blocking machine. He, he just. Um, as I said, he just needs to adjust to what teams are doing now, you know. And they'll, they'll as I said, Fisdale would have picked up on that too today. So 
he'll, he'll be talking yeah. to me saying, look, they've worked this out. They're not going to be doing this as much as what they were trying to do it last season. Um, you know, otherwise they're just going to be block nest monster out of here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he, uh, uh, again, it all, with, with him now, it, like you said, we, we've seen that jumper today. Um, that was good to see. I, I still, like yourself, want to see him shoot a three-point shot. You know, he doesn't have to take Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to see him shoot a three so bad, bro. When, he, when do you think he's going to shoot a three? I, I, let's get an educated guess. I would – I'm going to say that we will see it sometime in this preseason because the smart if – if I was him, the smart thing would be test it out now. Don't don't just go te- waiting and testing it out in a regular season game. Um, do it now in preseason would be the time to, you know, throw it out there. Um, yeah, so maybe in the next couple of games we might see him if he gets the opportunity and he and he's um, open, he'll he'll throw it up. So we know he's been practicing uh, on the practice court. So it's just a matter of integrating it on the actual in the actual game now. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping we see it sometime in this preseason and see it a couple of times, you know. Um, you know, we don't need him put it, putting threes up left, right and centre, of course, but I wouldn't mind seeing him, say, take anywhere from three to five a game even. Like, you know, if he as long as he's oh, that would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. Sort of, like oh, how, sort of like how Joel Embiid uses it. Like, he, he doesn't – that's not his go-to shot, and we know that – but he'll he'll throw about three or five up a game, maybe six a game, you know, if he's open. And usually when he's open, he he his shots pretty smooth himself. So, um, you know, if Mitch could have a smooth, nice smooth shot like him uh, for a big man, um, and just put up three or five, hey, well, I'll be happy. And he, he out of the, if if he puts up five and he only manages to sink three, I'll be happy. You know, like that's three out of five. That's that's still pretty good. If Mitch starts shooting, man, if Mitch starts shooting threes, the NBA going to be tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're they going to be tight because there ain't going to be no way you're going to stop the Knicks offense now, especially if he can hit him at a 30% clip. You know, yeah. He doesn't even need to be 40%. No. He don't need to be 38%. If he can hit anything above 30%, the Knicks offense could be lethal. But I don't – I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I don't even want him shooting threes yet. I don't. I don't want him shooting threes. I want him taking take the mid range jumper for now. Get get more comfortable shooting from there, and then let let me see you get more confidence in that. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think I want him shooting threes right now. I think he's comfortable in his role right now. He doesn't need to worry about scoring. We got enough scorers. I think let him just focus on being an energy guy. And, and, and honing into his other skills before we just throw everything on his plate. Unless he, unless Fizdale really wants to give him that shot this season. Right? That's the only way I can see it. But I would like to know, is there anything else on your mind, brother, that you wanted to talk about before we get out of here? Um. Well, yeah, I mean... I want to see just um, the continued play uh, from today. I want to, I want to see that ball movement. Obviously, yeah, that that was good to see. Um, you know, I've always said the whole you know the whole time too that 
that's that's what I admired about the Warriors style of play was just the pure ball movement. It was always constantly moving until the you know someone was open and the open man would take the shot. Um, so that that just keeps teams on their toes when you're moving the ball like that. If the ball once the ball stops sort of moving, it, it kind of makes uh, I guess your game plan a little bit more predictable. So. That, that, that was really, really good to see. That was probably my biggest point of, of the game today. And, um, yeah, I just want to see continuation of that and as well as the um, interchangeable lineups to also keep t- other yeah. teams on their times. What's the what's – the... all right, I'm going to give you my favorite lineup that I definitely want to see next preseason game, and I'm going to let you give me your favorite lineup. The one lineup I must see next game, I need to see a RJ Barrett at point, Trier at the two, Knox at the three, Portis, if he's back, at the four, and Randall at the five. I want to see that lineup. That is the lineup I most – that is the one lineup I definitely want to see. You got one for me, Brett? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, for me, I've got to sort of be a little bit similar to you. I want to see RJ Barrett running in the point guard position. Um, I'd like to keep the backcourt, though. I'd, I'd, I'd move uh, Frankie Nittichino over into the shooting guard position for his, for his defense. Um, Kevin Knox, obviously, at the small forward. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if Bobby Portis is back, I, I'd like to see him maybe come in at the five and possibly even start Taj Gibson at the four. Ooh. Yeah, I don't mind Taj. I, I, honestly, bro, I don't mind no, none of these guys playing, bro. It's no mood. I'm, I'm sorry, Emmanuel Moutier. But there's no Emmanuel Moutier's on this team. Like, there's no guy that I can look at when I see him on the floor and I say, y'all really don't want this guy playing, bro. Like, it was bad last season when I had to watch Moutier play. Oh, my God. If you if, if you are any type of dude who watches basketball, you, you will know that Kevin Knox, his last season, if you just look at the stats, it was good. But his advanced statistics, he was, he was, excuse my language, if kids is listening, he was fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> his his defensive plus minus was last in the league, I believe. Like, he was fucking garbage. But the excuse that I have for him was that he was playing with non-NBA rotational players, they, that, that non-starters. His starting center was Canner. Power forward sometimes was Lance Thomas. Shout out to Lance Thomas, though. Long time, Nick. Once a Nick, always a Nick. And Emmanuel Moutier. Jesus Christ. Then you got Trey. Remember, Trey was talking about his contract, and Trey was talking about how that was on his mind. And he didn't so, of course, Trey would play a little bit, of, little bit of selfish basketball. It's in his nature. He's trying to get a contract. I understand it. I'm not mad. Moutier playing for a contract. I'm not mad. It seems like this team, the camaraderie, the camaraderie is just so good, man. I, I'm just, I'm just hyped. I'm stoked. Preseason game number one is in the books. Me and my guy Mitch, Mitchell gave y'all.
next game. Hopefully it comes to true, come, comes to light. I definitely want to see a Trey and, and, and RJ backcourt one time. I, I just want to see it one time. I just want to see how it look. Even if you got to play them two with, with Ellington, Wayne Ellington, which you could do because Wayne Ellington plays a little bit of defense. And I didn't know that, but that was great. Shout out to everybody tuning in. Appreciate y'all. Love, lo- love the support. Love the energy that y'all bring. Mr. Mitchell, man, I appreciate you. Last words for the people before we get out of here. I already said my piece, man. I'm I, I'm I'm just I'm just hyped. I can't wait for, for, for Friday for the next preseason game. But what's your last words, brother? Yeah, just lastly, want to say, uh, like you were mentioning to me earlier, um, uh, after after today's game, it's it's kind of uh, put a lot of excitement into me for this season. It should be uh, excitement for the rest of the Knicks fans out there. Um, you know, with this style of play, if this keeps up, you know, we, we're in for a really good season. And um, I'm quite confident too uh, with the interchangeable lineups that's going on and just the pure ball movement and the defense, uh, the bully ball. Um, we're in for a, we're in for a really good season to look forward to. Um, it's going to be n- nothing like last season, Knicks fans. It, it's going to be totally the opposite. Um, and yeah, just just get ready for some more winning basketball for a change, you know. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh man, it's going to be so beautiful. <laughs> oh man. Well, shout out to everybody. You, you hear. You hear the excitement in my I, I feel good. This was a great win. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Episode 53, State of the New York Knicks podcast. We out of here. Peace.